Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much right now for being able to gather together in your name, Lord, and come and learn about you and open our hearts and our minds to the words you would have us to hear, Lord God. I ask that you use me this morning. Speak through me, God. Um, let it be about you and not about me, Lord. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. I need Jonathan and Ulysses. Y'all come on up. All right. So I want to have a little fun this morning. Don't worry, this isn't for you. This is for later. I got something much better in store for you. All right. So I need some, um, some helpers this morning. Um, and I promise you it's going to be fun and you'll get a prize. I need two girls and two guys. All right, got a guy? Girl. Come on, Mason. Ah, oh, sorry, Levi. I need a girl. All right. Come on. Y'all, come on up. Come on up. All right. So here we go. So we're going to have a little fun this morning. And I should already had this over here, so I apologize. All right. So I got everything y'all need right here. Try not to knock over the water. All right. So that's for you. That's for you. Okay. Um, let's switch this up. All right, Ulysses, you come over here. You stay right there. All right, you two go over there by Mr. Jonathan, and then you two right here. All right, cool. So we basically got it middle school versus high school, don't we? All right, okay. That worked out perfect, right? All right, so you look really nervous. I read what it said. You did? Okay, good. Here you go. Okay, you're good. You can keep that. All right, so here's what we're going to do. You got everything you need right here. Um, we got some tape and some scissors. That's face paint. All right. Some construction paper, some balloons. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys three minutes to turn these two into the best green-eyed monsters you've ever seen. <laughs> so you got three minutes. All right. And y'all ready? All right. Turn these guys into some good-looking green-eyed monsters. However you want to. You do them up the way you want to. So I got some construction paper here if y'all want to make it some eyeballs or whatever. Try not to ruin his clothes. I was running with the set, yeah. Running with the set, yeah. We don't never flex with this rep, hear me? All right, who do y'all think is going to win? Who y'all... Come on, who y'all root for? Come on. Anybody want to? All right, make sure you use everything you got there. You got dress them up, put some, put some of that tissue paper on them, wrap them up. I don't even want to see them anymore. I just want to see green. Just make them as green as you can. Just give up Insta snaps. Do we need another post? 
monster cheer if you think it's him all right you you like a granny monster oh you're pregnant he is pregnant my daggone that was quick you just got married dude i'm just saying anyway all right ulysses who thinks he's the best green eyed monster oh all right jonathan Ulysses? Oh, I think Jonathan got it. Hey, but that's all right, because I got prizes for everybody, because that took a lot of courage. So there you go. That's a $5 gift card to Starbucks. I mean, not Starbucks, but um, Subway. Subway. So y'all can all eat fresh. I got some makeup wipes for you guys, if y'all need them. See, that was nice. See, at least I bought you makeup wipes. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Give them a hand for being good sports. Good job, guys. Awesome, awesome. Wow. Um, Drew, it looks like I made you get too much stuff. <laughs> All right. So who can guess what we might be talking about today? Okay, yeah, we're still doing our cancel series. That's right, Envy. I heard it over here. I heard it over here. So... Raise, I want you guys to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So, um, who in here has ever been envious? Have anybody in here ever been envious of a friend? Okay, keep your hands up. Anybody in here ever been envious of maybe a sibling, a brother or a sister? Okay. Who in here has ever been envious of somebody on social media? 
saw a lot of hands go up. Who in here has ever been envious of somebody famous? I think I saw almost everybody's hand go up at some point in time. So I think we can all agree that we've all struggled with envy once in a while. So now I want to ask you, since we can all agree we've all struggled with envy, maybe some of y'all can name some things that you've been envious of. I know when I came in this morning, I saw um, Kaylee Gazelle's jean jacket. Yeah, that's nice, girl. I really like that. Can I borrow it? Oh, you're so sweet. It wouldn't fit me, though. But uh, how about anybody else want to share something they may be envious of? Money. Money. All right. Anybody else? Car. car. Somebody's car. That's good. That's good. Skills. What? Skills. Skills. I got you. I got you. Okay. So today when we talk about envy, we're not going to talk about the little small envy, you know, of like, you know, wishing you had someone's shoes or somebody's nice jacket. Well, money can kind of be a big one, but, um, but I want us today, I want us to get a little bit deeper, a little bit more vulnerable about our envy. Um, I want us to get a little bit uncomfortable when we talk about envy this morning. So I want to talk about a much more serious type of envy that goes beyond just wishing you had something somebody had or um, whatever, but I want to, you know, talk about when envy turns into something really ugly like frustration, self-pity, anger. So, um, so as we're talking, I want you to be thinking about this. Thinking about, think about maybe somebody that you're struggling with right now that you may be pretty envious of. And kind of open your mind and your heart to what God wants you to hear this morning and how... I hope today that maybe we gain some tools on how to deal with that, that type of envy and to confess it and look for ways to, um, to get over it. So I'm going to start by sharing a story with you guys this morning. So first of all, Miss Robin loves sports, if y'all didn't know that. I am not your typical female. Um, I, if you come to my house, ESPN or uh, the ACC Network or SEC, something like that's going to be on in my, in my house. And I'm also a huge, huge Tar Heel fan. You know what, but honestly, I don't know if y'all watched last night's game. It was almost a little sad for us Tar Heel fans, seriously. Because it was so easy. I mean, it, I mean, it was just easy. We killed y'all, I'm just saying. But anyway, um, and with that, I'm a I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, all right? So I just want to clear the air. I don't care what Drew says. The GOAT is MJ. Just say it. All right. Anyway, so this right here is a picture of me. So I played basketball all through middle school and high school. I wasn't that good, but I loved it. And, but volleyball was my sport, and I was actually pretty good in volleyball. So this is my, um, my junior year in high school, and it was my varsity, uh, first time I played varsity. And back in those days, you didn't have a lot of people playing up into varsity. Um, maybe in football, but not so much in um, other sports. So um, right up there, that beautiful young lady. Oh, yeah, she looks good. Um, that was me. Um, and then right, this was my coach right here, Coach Barden. I loved her. I always wanted to impress her. She was tough, but she was good. And then right here is Jennifer. So I want to talk to you all about Jennifer this morning. Jennifer was one of my teammates, and she was actually a sophomore. 
and she got to play up in the varsity. And like I said, back in those days, that was kind of rare. And uh, so, I, like I said, I love Coach Barton. I wanted to do really good. And, um, but I felt like since I was, I was a varsity player, I should get a lot of playing time. And um, in the beginning, I kind of did. I got some good playing time. But then Miss Jennifer up there, and like I said, I didn't know her very well, honestly. I knew that her dad worked um, at the central office at school. I knew she was really smart. Um, she was in Beta Club. Uh, she was in the Honor Society. Really smart girl, but I really didn't know her on a personal level. So as the season went on, you know, she was improving. She was getting better. And she was getting more playing time than I was. And I was getting jealous. I was sitting on that bench a lot more. And instead of just working harder to get better at my skills, I was more focused on her. And how it was unfair that this stinking sophomore gets to come up and play varsity and I'm sitting on the bench. You know, for a while I kept those things to myself, but then as that envy grew, some of that started coming out. Like, it's not even fair. She's a, she's a sophomore. Why does she get to play more than me? She's not even that good. I mean, for that matter, her dad works for the school system. They probably, you know, gave a lot of money to the athletic boosters, and that's why she got to play up anyway. She's not that good. And then it got to a point where I was just being plain rude to her and ugly, you know, saying she was a jerk. And honestly, she didn't really do anything wrong. She was just, she was just playing hard. And it's easy to make excuses for when Evie comes in. We may think, I'm not jealous, they're just a jerk. We may think, I'm not being judgmental, they, she just wasn't that talented. And I deserve it more than they do. So whether we wish we had someone's position on a team, or maybe someone's TikTok views, or their relationships, or nice jean jacket, um, or that perfect family, it's easy to let envy creep in and cancel out others in our relationships. And it'll rob us of our joy, our contentment, and even our self-worth. It might start small, but envy can grow into a huge monster. So I wanted to give y'all an example this morning of how envy can kind of take over. And I hope this works, because I honestly didn't practice it. <laughs> um, so, oh, there's a balloon in my water. Interesting. All right. So Evie can kind of start out like this. Let's, let's just say that you made the basketball team, all right? But you want to be that starting point guard. So it's between you and one other guy. And you go out there and you try your hardest. But little man, he takes your spot, your spot. And at first you kind of brush it off. He's like, ah, oh, it's no big deal, you know? He just had a, you know... Just had a good game that day, and I was a little bit off. But then your friends start to come up to you, and they start to ask you about it. And, they, and you kind of brush it off at first. You're like, so what? It isn't that big deal. I didn't want it that much anyway. You know, he really is just kind of full of himself. Well, then, then, they, then at practice the next day, your coach goes up to you, and he gives you a high five. But then he looks at, at the guy over here that got your position, 
And he's spending like a full minute with him telling him how great and how awesome he is. Well, then the next thing you know, it's a big game. And this guy makes this awesome play. And everybody's just fist bumping him. And they're all um, saying how good he is, how awesome he is. And everybody's cheering and celebrating him. And they're all just, you know, making such a big deal. And you're sitting over there at the bench and you're just like, you know what? This is so stupid. That guy's just a jerk. You know, he didn't even deserve to be on this team. His mom and daddy probably paid for his um, spot anyway. You know, this school is so messed up. I should be the one out there. So just a few little, just a little small thing just really ends up taking over. And that's how envy grows. So that's kind of the type of envy I want to talk about today. The kind of envy that just takes over your whole life and your whole heart. Wow, okay. Is it working? Am I doing something wrong, guys? Okay, there we go. So this morning I want us to look at the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs has got like a a lot of wise sayings in it. And this is kind of what it says about, um, about envy. So wrath is cruel and anger is overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? So I want you to think about the last time that you were absolutely furious with someone. Do you still feel that same anger today? Probably not, right? You're probably not as angry anymore. You kind of get over it. Um, but see, and anger is a really big emotion, but it can come and go. Jealousy, on the other hand, like this verse says, it keeps growing and growing. And as it grows, it begins to harm our relationships with others. You know, some people compare envy to, and jealousy to, um, to poison. That slowly, slowly takes over. I think of it, sometimes I think of it like, a, like vines. You know, vines kind of, they start small, but then they grow up and they grow around and they eventually choke the life out of things. That's how I think of envy. So this morning I want to talk to you about a man in the Bible who really struggled with envy and how it slowly destroyed King Saul. So Saul was the king over Israel. And, um, but he had a problem. And because he was disobedient to God, God rejected Saul. And he was going to choose a young shepherd boy to be the next king over Israel, David. So Saul knew another king was coming, but he didn't know who it was going to be. So when Saul first met David and encountered David, he really liked David. David impressed him. He came and he actually played music for him. He even um, defeated the big Philistine giant, Goliath, for him when nobody else would even, even attempt to fight him. He, he came and he told King Saul, I'll fight that giant for you. And he defeated him with just a slingshot and with the help of God. He even, David was even best friends with his son Jonathan. And David even fought in several battles in the army and led them. And fought for King Saul, fought for him, and did him quite well. But Saul let envy creep in. He could see the potential that David had. But what he didn't like is that others saw it too. 
and that others um, wanted to celebrate him. So Saul's envy began to grow. So this takes us to our, um, our scripture this morning in 1 um, Samuel verses 18, um, excuse me, chapter 18, verses 6 through 11. And as they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the Philistines, the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with songs of joy, and with the musical instruments. And the, woman, and the women sang to one another as they celebrated, Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very angry, and saying... And, the saying, and these sayings displeased him. He said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. And what more can he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. The next day a harmful spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and as he, as he raved within his house while David was playing the lair for him, and as, and as he did day by day, Saul had a spear in his hand, and Saul hurled that spear, for he thought, I will pin David to this wall. But David evaded him twice. Wow. That got pretty ugly, didn't it? So that was Saul's first attempt to kill David. And it had failed, thank goodness. But Saul was very eager to try again. So after... Uh, Saul, after David escaped, he ran off, and, um, and Saul was in pursuit. He hunted him from city to city. He was so angry and so jealous of, of David that he was ready to get a chance to try again. But some, something happened. So then I want to talk about, you know, then we go to uh, 1 Samuel 19, verses 1 through 12, and I'm just going to paraphrase that. So... Jonathan, his son, actually goes to King Saul and he says, Dad, you know, why are you so mad with David? What has he done to you? He's never sinned against you. As a matter of fact, you know, he fought the giant for you. You know, he plays music for you. He's done you well in, in you know, fighting for you in these battles. So why do you want to kill him? And King Saul was like, you know what, you're right. He's a good guy. He said, okay. So in that moment, he made a promise to God that he would not try to kill David anymore. So then Jonathan went to David and he said, hey, I talked to my dad. Everything's cool. You know, he's promised he's not going to kill you anymore. You know, come on back. So David did. He went back and he played music for Saul again. And once again, this evil spirit creeped in. Guess what? King Saul took that spear again and he hurled it at him again. But luckily, David so David escaped once again. And Saul told all his men, you know, go to David's house, find him, bring him back to me. And he was ready to kill him again. So when David gets home, his wife Michael's there. She said, what are you going to do? You're going to have to escape. He's never going to stop trying to hunt you down. He's never going to stop trying to kill you. So David snuck out that night through a window, and he ran far, far away. 
wish it stopped there, but it didn't. David, Saul still tried to find David. He, he went from city to city looking for him. But some things happened when he was out on that journey. David actually had a chance to kill Saul one time, but he didn't do it. He didn't take it. He had a chance to kill him a second time, but still, David didn't take that chance either. David and, and, David and um, Saul finally made a truce and a promise not to harm each other, and they finally parted ways to never see each other again. I wish I could tell you right now that Saul eventually had to change your heart and that him and David made amends and made peace, and, um, but that didn't happen. Uh, Saul may have stopped trying to kill David, and I guess that's a win, but he never got his heart right that we can tell in Scripture. See, not every story in the Bible ends with this big old happy ending. I think a lot of times we think of the Bible as a fairy tale book. But this book is real. It's got actual people in it, actual events and things that happen. So sometimes the lessons in the Bible aren't always so clear, but there are some things that we can learn and some practical takeaways that we can, um, we can put into place with stories like Saul's. Like, first of all, we can reflect on Saul's choices. We can consider how his actions line up with what we know about God. And we can look to the words of Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 39, Jesus says, well, actually Jesus doesn't say this. <laughs> but he comes, they come to him and they say, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, in the story of David and Saul, who can you relate to? Who are you? Are you David? Do you feel like someone or a group of people are always out to get you because they're jealous of something that you have? Do you sometimes feel alone and confused? Or do you feel like you're being canceled? Or are you like Saul? You've probably never thrown a spear at someone. But there's someone that you've thought about in hearing the story of Saul, someone you really dislike because if you're being honest, you're a little bit jealous of them. Or maybe you're like most of us and you can relate to a little bit of both. I know there's times in my life I definitely do. So no matter who you relate to in the story of David and Saul, I think we can all agree that envy destroys our relationships with others because we can't let love and envy grow at the same time. But how do we stop being envious? So what I want to talk to you today about is is first of all we have to the the biggest thing is that we have to find our contentment and our fulfillment in the God who made us. Because if we don't find our contentment and fulfillment in the God who made us, then we're looking for people and things to fill this hole that we have inside of our heart that nobody else can fill. Because that space was meant for God. And only He can fulfill that. 
So are you envious of someone? What do they have that you're envious of? Is Jesus the source of your contentment? If we want to replace envy with love, this is where we have to start. When our contentment is found in Jesus, it becomes much easier to love others, including those who have things that we want. But getting your heart right is just the first step. We have to put some things into action when you're struggling with, with envy. So what are some of those things that we might could do that are different? Well, first of all, instead of being envious of uh, people who have something we want, what if we, what if we decided to celebrate them instead? What if we decided to say, you know what? He's, yeah, he, he's, he's talented in basketball, but wow. What if you went to him and said, great game, instead of looking to get a little slide comment about him? What if we decided, instead of imitating our call-out culture in the world today, what if we actually chose to call others to greatness? And here's one more idea. Say you're that person that's being envied. Maybe you've got something that others don't have. What if we decided to share instead what we've been blessed with? So I kind of want us to... Um, I want to so I want to do something practical right now to kind of model for you guys what's what this might look like. So I want so before today I asked a couple of ladies to help me with this and one of them's really scared cuz she's very introverted. I'll let you guess who the introvert is. Anyway, um but I want us I want to um I want us to practice something today on how we can look for ways to celebrate others and look for ways to call out greatness in others. So Miss Jennifer and Miss Michaelin, if y'all could help me out. So we're gonna practice something today. We're gonna practice something called a celebration circle. All right. So I talked to these ladies beforehand, and we're gonna practice what this might look like, and then y'all are gonna get a chance to do it. So I'll start first. Hmm, let's see. I wasn't going to say anything about Duke losing so bad last night at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, but seriously though, Miss Jennifer, one of the things that I admire about you is how you and your husband are very intentional on how you discipleship your how you disciple your kids and how you take time to get into God's word with them and model for them what what a true Christian's walk should look like. And that's something I'm very, I'm not going to say envious, because that wouldn't be the right thing to say. But that's something I value and I appreciate about you and how you model that for me. So, and Miss Michaelin, something that I admire about you is your relationship that you have with your husband. Y'all were, um, Y'all are such good role models. I see how y'all love each other and y'all um, compliment each other and how y'all make a point to spend time with each other and put each other before, even before you do your kids. Um, and that's such a great role model for somebody like me in my situation. So thank you for doing that for me. Um, one other thing I want to say to you, and then I'll give you all two a chance to talk, is um, I 
Okay, this one sounds silly, but I really love your eye makeup. Doesn't she have the best eye makeup? I mean, it is always on point. Her eye makeup is very nice, very, very nice. So anyway, I just want to tell you that. I like your eye makeup. All right, uh, I'm going to start with Jennifer first. So, well, you kind of took one of the things I would have said, but that's okay. Um, I love, Jennifer, how when you're in a room, it's fun. You have a lot of fun. You have a great personality. And um, when we're together, when you're with other people, you can just tell you're having fun. And I love and admire that about you, that you make the best of the situations, and you can find the best bargains in the whole wide world. <laughs> I admire that about you, too, with your couponing and stuff. Um, Robin, I love that you don't meet a stranger. Um, you will talk to anybody and especially about Jesus, and that's important. And um, I know we go on trips together and things like that. I love that you'll just go talk to people, and it pulls me in to want to do that as well. So I love that about you. Michael, I'm going to start with Michael. Um, I love how you care for people. You have a very, very caring heart. And you come by it rightly, as your daddy also has cared for many, many, many athletes, but not only athletes and your mother also, but caring for other people. Um, if there is a need to be met, you will find a way to meet that need. You will sign up to do whatever there is to um, help in any activity in a need, and you just have a very, very caring heart. And Robin, I love your loving heart. Um, you love not only adults, and um, children alike or teenagers alike, but you make everybody feel special. You have a kind of a joke of telling everybody, you are my favorite. And I know I'm truly your favorite. However, you really do have a way of making people feel special. And when you are with Robin, you can't help but to feel loved. Very sweet. All right. So that was... Honestly, if I'm being honest right now, that was almost a little uncomfortable. But, uh, but anyway, thank you, ladies, for, um, for doing that. Jennifer, I did have one more I wanted to, tell, wanted to tell you, and I'm sorry I forgot it, but I do want to say this. One other thing that I admire about you is that you always tell me the truth. And what I mean by that, not just, like, truth, um, but, like, when you know I'm messing up, you call me out. But you do it in a way that's very loving, that I can internalize and know that you're coming from a place of love. And so I also thank you for that. forgot to say that to you. Your eye makeup's on point, too. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of um, what it looks like. So it's a little uncomfortable, but I want, I want you guys to maybe, wherever you're at right now, maybe kind of get with a group and look for some ways that you might could celebrate someone else or... Um, Call someone out to greatness. Encourage them to use the gifts that God's given them. So maybe take a chance to, or even with this, say if, uh, if you know, if, like if somebody's complimenting you on your eye makeup, <clears throat> Michael, maybe you could offer to show them how to do their eye makeup. <laughs> anyway, but so maybe that's something you can look for opportunities. So I want to give you a few minutes to get with the group that you're in right now and pay, maybe try to practice this, okay? All right.
Hello. Okay. All right, so how did that go? Was it a little uncomfortable for you like it was for me? So I hope y'all will take what you learned out in here today. I hope y'all, you know, were able to share with each other and look for some ways to kind of celebrate each other. And I hope that you take that outside of this room. And then again, you know, like I said, think about that person that you may actually be envious of at school or maybe your sibling or, or whatever it may be. I hope you look for ways to kind of look for good in them and look to celebrate them. And I also hope that, that you guys, that if, you, um, if you're one of those ones that's been very blessed with something, that you look for ways to share it. So the bottom line is, oh, I went backwards. So, you know, our challenge is, is to love like Jesus and that we need to love people that we envy. So um, let me just close us in prayer real quick. And thank you guys for being willing to do that with each other. And I just, again, pray that y'all try to practice that outside of here. Dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord, to come together and worship with you, Lord, and also to be able to, um, to speak to these students about something that's, that we all struggle with from time to time, even as adults, Lord. But thank you, God, for what your word says and how we can um, and help us, God, to look for ways to not cancel others out, but instead call them to greatness. Instead, instead God, to celebrate to celebrate them and the things that they've been gifted with. Lord, I just pray for each student in this room, God, that as they leave and they go out into the world this week, that, God, that they look for ways to love other people the way Jesus did. We love you, God, and we thank you so much for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.